Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This week has felt really long. I feel like last week, I've just realised this, I did my podcast like ages ago and I don't know why, I can't even remember what I did it on last week. I hope my brain's doing okay. <laughs> How are you guys this week? I hope you guys have had a amazing week. I have a crazy interesting podcast for you today. If I could tell you how long I have been waiting to do this podcast, I've had this idea for ages and I'm super interested in this topic, but at the same time, it takes it's kind of been taking a little bit of research and I have been trying to find some time to do it and I've also had obviously podcast 50 that I did and then the other week as well, which I had ideas for. So I'm going to be doing today what oil is the healthiest oil raw and also to cook with and I'm not sure if you guys know but this is a little bit of a controversial topic where people have kind of have no idea about this and it's crazy because most people don't realise that the oil they're using particularly when cooking can actually be incredibly harming their health and of course there's so many different oils out there there's so many different types of vegetable oils and stuff like that and I'm going to go through them all but there is definitely massive differences between all the different oils that are available and you've probably heard lots about specific ones but if you have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about and if you've never ever thought twice about the oil that you're consuming I would love to talk to you about this and educate you guys a bit on this because I mean it's not something you get taught. I've not got taught about this at uni. I just wanted to do the research myself. And I wanted to know as well. I want to know the healthiest oil to cook with and also to have raw. Because I think it's just, it's really important. And the benefits of certain oils and the negative effects of other oils is unbelievable. You will be so shocked to hear what I'm going to say in this week's podcast. But to kind of preface it all, the oil you're using is very important, particularly for cooking, but also the oil you're using in general for anything. Whether that's also includes things like margarine as well. I want to talk a little bit about margarine too. So the types of oils that I'm kind of talking about is like vegetable oil, sunflower oil, canola oil, coconut oil, olive oil, these types of things, but there's so many. There's like grapeseed oil, rapeseed oil. What else is there? soybean oil like there is so many different types of oils and I'm going to talk to you about the best ones for your health and really you should listen up to this podcast because oil is a really sneaky way of getting into your health and wrecking havoc there and also it is a massive source of calories um, and if you struggle with your weight this is something to consider but depending on the oil that you consume it can prevent health complications or cause them so without further ado let's get going with it so obviously the first kind of thing that I did was looked up google scholar and I've been looking at some scientific studies on different types of oil the most what beneficial ones anyway a lot that comes up a lot of kind of controversial research has been done on coconut oil and coconut oil is a fantastic oil for your um beauty like beauty type things like hair and nails and stuff like that your your skin 
Olive oil can be a great use in so many different things. Coconut oil, I don't think, is very commonly used as a frying method due to the fact that it is got quite a distinctive taste and it's not really used for savoury things, but coconut oil is included a lot in type of sweet tasting foods that is particularly a health food. And coconut oil seems to be one way to go that you can that you can go. You might hear my paper going because um, it's I've got quite a lot of notes here and I can't honestly no matter how much, how hard I try you can always hear the paper going and it's so annoying. But essentially, I'd say coconut oil is on par with extra virgin olive oil or olive oil. They're a little bit on par, and then we also have vegetable oil, sunflower oil those types of things. That's the main ones that I'm going to be talking about. But what I was looking at for the benefits of um, olive oil in particular to other types of oils, particularly vegetable oils and sunflower oils, is the amount of beneficial factors that olive oil has is incredible and whether this is because of how extensively researched it is. I don't know if you've heard about the Mediterranean diet but The Mediterranean diet is really praised for its health benefits, so people that live near the Mediterranean Sea, like Italy, Spain, Greece, France, those types of countries are considered Mediterranean, and particularly in Greece and Italy, there is a large consumption of olive oil, and these countries tend to have less health problems and they live longer, so there's been a lot of research done on olive oil, for good reason, but whether or not it's just more researched than other oils is up for question. But I would say there was quite a lot of research done on lots of different types of olive oil. But uh, I'm not going to lie, olive oil definitely comes out as one of the most beneficial oils that you can consume, but it's a little bit more complicated than that. So olive oil, I'll tell you a few benefits about olive oil. If you're going to get olive oil, I would highly recommend getting extra virgin olive oil. It's less refined and it tastes better uh, and it's also better for your health. So olive oil in one study showed a reduced risk of type 2 diabetes by substituting olive oil for margarine, butter or mayonnaise was associated with a 5%, 8% and 15% lower risk of type 2 diabetes. And type 2 diabetes is a major problem today in our health. It's one of the main causes of chronic diseases today one of I don't think it's one of the main causes of death but there's a lot of people living with type 2 diabetes and it's incredibly complicated disorder and you certainly do not want type 2 diabetes so anything we can do to reduce our risk of type 2 diabetes is a massive thing so that was found in one study and also another study high intakes of olive oil showed a decreased risk of um type 2 diabetes in specifically women but it was modest and then another study suggests that an increased olive oil consumption significantly reduced breast cancer risk whereas margarine significantly increased breast cancer risk and I want to touch on margarine because I think people are really unaware of how bad margarine is for your health and margarine is basically synthetic it's not butter it's not made from milk but it's completely man-made and margarine is I, I can't even I can't even comprehend to you how negative margarine is for your health. I would rather you eat butter than margarine. And that is saying something. So please stay away from margarine as much as possible. It's in a lot of 
kind of cakes and stuff like that but you can easily use butter instead of margarine I would actually say butter is be- tastes better from my um dairy eating days <laughs> so please just try and avoid margarine because the health the, the problems associated with the consumption of margarine is craziness and it's completely synthetic and toxic for your body so that's all I want to say about margarine just stay away from it as much as possible I know that it's cheaper than butter but please to try and make that switch even better switch to olive oil as a butter substitute or margarine substitute so another yeah this was a really important study it's actually been shown to reduce breast cancer and there's also lots of others that I'm going to tell you about because I think it's really important to get the benefits of olive oil across to you. So even one study found that tomato intake had beneficial effects on cardiovascular disease especially when cooked and enriched with olive oil. Olive oil ketogenic diets were shown as the most effective at treating epilepsy in children. If you've ever heard of the ketogenic diet it actually originally existed to treat epilepsy in children and I do not know why the marketing of certain diets took on the ketogenic diet as a way of weight loss because it's just craziness and it's also very nutrient poor Um, but still the original usage of this type of diet was to treat epileptic children which is a fantastic use for it. It's also been shown to be quite effective Um, particularly when combined with olive oil. So also daily consumption of olive oil increased metabolic control and decreased inflammation in overweight and type 2 diabetics. Also another study suggested that olive oil was associated with longevity. Quite a few studies have shown this, that olive oil is associated with a longer, healthier life. It's also been shown to decrease Alzheimer's disease and oxidative stress and type cardiovascular disease so oxidative stress is basically what happens in your body oxidative stress can damage every single part of your body and this is when free radicals are produced from the meat you're eating or the type of diet whether that's poor physical inactivity lots of different things also excess sunlight and radiation and smoking stuff like that and these free radicals cause damage in your DNA and this is called oxidative stress and oxidative stress results in quite a lot of chronic diseases and health complications for your body so we want to avoid that and olive oil seems to do that and quite a few studies have suggested that one as well so that is incredibly important and there's so many other benefits of olive oil but I could talk about it for ages and it's just incredible and in comparison to olive oil um, from the benefits the studies done on the benefits of sunflower oil and vegetable oils are very very different there is very minimal benefits of consuming these oils very very minimal benefits and this is due to the fact of Omega-6 is really rich in sunflower oils and vegetable oils and omega-6 essentially is a required nutrient in our body. We require omega-6 but its main role is in inflammation, increasing inflammation and inflammation in the body is necessary. We do need inflammation so say when you cut your arm that is an inflammatory response. The redness that you get there, it's basically just a rush of white blood cells trying to fix that cut. And we need inflammation for that. So this is why omega-6 is important. But in comparison to omega-3, we need it much less. And omega-3 is anti-inflammatory. And it's also very important for your brain health and your overall well-being. So we need more omega-3 than omega-6. And 
these oils are really rich in omega-6 and we get far too much omega-6 in comparison to omega-3. So the ratio is very off in westernised countries. We have far too much omega-6 because we're eating too much of these oils and way less omega-3. Like Things like even walnuts and different types of nuts do have omega-6 in them but they also have omega-3. So the ratio is there and it's not negative to consume omega-6 in different food sources, but it is when we have it in excess. And this is one of the reasons why these oils are so negative for your well-being. So, but the main kind of problem when it comes to oil is the heating of the oil. And this is where it comes a little bit more complicated and where it becomes very problematic for your well-being. So most oils are okay to consume raw. But with sunflower and vegetable oil, it's not really something you eat raw. You know, they don't, we don't really put that oil in things that are raw. We usually use olive oil and stuff like that. But for cooking, sunflower oil and vegetable oils and stuff like that are the main usage that we use them for. And this is the problem. So specifically, heating oil and then reheating oil is very, 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 very bad for your health. And I'll tell you why. So repeated heating of oil increases lipid peroxidation. So oxidization is basically when oxygen is broken down and what happens is the oil increases free radicals and then you consume those free radicals, but it also causes this type of lipid breakdown that can cause problematic problematic health outcomes. So severe Oxidation is what happens when we cook oil in a really high temperature and severe oxidation actually results in this peroxidization, which is basically the the production of peroxide. And I don't know if you guys know about peroxide, but when drunk hydrogen peroxide can cause severe gut damage and even death. And obviously it'll be in much less quantities in oil because of the you're not drinking hydrogen peroxide, you're drinking or eating oil. But this buildup of peroxide in your body um, puts strain on your liver, puts strain on your kidneys and strain on your overall health and can increase cardiovascular diseases and other complicated health outcomes. So we're wanting to try to avoid severe oxidization of oils, particularly sunflower oils and vegetable oils. And this is really, really important to understand. And even... You know, even if you are heating oil too extreme, the last thing we want to do is heat that oil again. And if you are consuming vegetable or sunflower oil, say when you're cooking meat and there's oil left over, please throw it away. Please do not heat, reheat it. Absolutely not. It's the worst thing to do. So I know sometimes people do that when they're making like fish and chips, like breaded fish and chips you, you know, cook the fish in there and then you use the oil for something else. Please do not do that. Please, please, please throw your oil away. If you are going to use these oils, that is. And this is why, this is one of the many reasons why takeaways and fast foods and processed foods are very bad for your health. And this is because the heating of the oil that they use, the types of oils that they use and how many times they reheat it. So obviously you have these deep fryers where they're just filled with oil there are very, very, very high heats, which is past the point of the smoke point and the oxidization of the oil, which results in free radical production that you are consuming in the food. And then these oils get reheated and reheated and reheated all day and some 
places don't even take out the oil in a week. So this oil could get reheated and reheated and reheated like thousands of times before the oil gets changed. So we really, really, really do not want that. And it's very difficult because vegetable oils and sunflower oils and things like that are very, very cheap. And this type of oil is, you know, incredibly easy to get your hands on and incredibly, incredibly cheap. So these places absolutely love using this oil. And then to make it even cheaper, they don't change it very often and results in an incredible toxic soup that we're getting our food cooked in. And this is the same thing with meat. When meat is cooked in a really high temperature in sunflower oil or vegetable oil, this same process occurs. And not only do you have the issue with the oil overheating and creating free radicals, creating lipid peroxidation, you also have the issue of really well-cooked meat. First of all, burnt meat is very negative for your health. It creates carcinogenic properties, but there's also the problem of cooking meat on a very high temperature so like searing a steak things like that very negative um, for your well-being so if you think about it like this say if I put my hand on a really hot temperature you know my obviously my hand would come away straight away but then this type of inflammation process would happen in my hand and I would have redness soreness I would have a flush of inflammation and white blood cells to that area to try and heal it as quickly as possible and this is what's happening with the meat well not the white blood cells because it's dead but the inflammation process happens in a similar way in the meat and it becomes very inflamed and tight and it's not good to consume at that point so particularly the worst thing you can do is deep fry meat at very very high heats in negative oil for your health like vegetable oil sunflower oil now when i say vegetable oil vegetable oil is an umbrella term for all all oils created from vegetables but you'll know what i'm talking about when there's oils that you get in the supermarket and it's labeled vegetable oil that's the one I'm talking about, which is really negative. But there is obviously vegetable oils, just all the oils that are created from plants. So like olive oil, coconut oil, all these things are created from plants and vegetables. So that's what that's an umbrella term. But vegetable oils that you buy in the shop, the say vegetable oil, that's what I want you to worry about, particularly that and sunflower oil. So this is why we want to avoid takeaways and processed foods and... Um, fast food as much as possible, particularly places like McDonald's, KFC, stuff like that, because that's all meat, it's all deep fried and the oil is very toxic for you. So we kind of, a part of this as well is smoke point and I mentioned it there, but basically smoke point is the point in which the oil oxidizes. So this is, you'll see it when you cook things, the oil smokes, you know, when you get like lots of smoke off your pan and you've had oil in it, that is a smoke point. That's when your oil is starting to oxidize and break down and then that's when it becomes problematic for your health. So different oils have different smoke points and whether, you know, it's quite obvious now, but sunflower oil and vegetable oils have a reasonably high smoke point in comparison to olive oil and coconut oil. So vegetable oil has a smoke point of 205 to 230 degrees Celsius and sunflower has a um, oxidization smoke point of 225 degrees Celsius. And these are probably quite rough figures. And then we think about extra virgin olive oil, which is probably 165 to 190 degrees Celsius of smoke point and coconut oil is about 175 degrees Celsius for smoke point. 
So as you can see, it's not drastic difference in smoke point. I mean, vegetable oil and sunflower oil have higher than ex virgin olive oil, but maybe by 40 degrees maximum difference, which isn't a lot. And vegetable oils obviously can be used for this really high heat, but I'll tell you about this anyway. So um, medium heat, so I kind of just roughly googled uh, medium heat, like you know when the pattern's on a medium heat, that is 146 to 204 degrees Celsius, a low heat is roughly 204, no sorry, 93 to 148 and a high heat is 204 degrees Celsius to 315 degrees Celsius. So even if you're cooking on a very high heat with a high smoke point oil, the oil is still going to oxidise because at a high heat it is further than their smoke point. So vegetable oil is 230 at its highest smoke point and the high heat, the highest heat you can get is above 315 degrees Celsius. So as we can see the, even the oil is not able to cope with that amount of heat and it oxidises at that heat and then when you're reheating it, oh my gosh, it's just overwhelmingly bad for your well-being. So what we're wanting to do is try and reduce the amount of the temperature that we're using on foods and also change the oil that we're going to use. And low heat is okay for olive oil or low to medium heat is okay for olive oil. You can cook an olive oil and coconut oil in a low to medium heat. You just want to make sure that you're not cooking it on a high medium to, to high heat with olive oil or any oil for that matter because of the smoke point that they have. Actually light refined olive oil, you know the olive oil that you get that's like lighter in colour, that actually has a higher smoke point of 240 degrees but this is the problem with the high smoke point, you know, the oils that have the higher smoke point are the most refined and the least health benefits. So really pick your poison. If you're wanting to cook meat on a high heat in oil, I'd probably suggest to you to consume vegetable oil, sunflower oil, but that's because of the smoke point and the reduced free radicals that you would get. But even then you would still reach oxidization point in the oil and you would still get loads of free radicals from that olive oil, from the oil, sorry. And then even then you would have the, the health problems associated with cooking meat at high temperature and, you know, it's endless. So what we're going to be doing is if you do cook meat, maybe cook it in a slow cooker at a lower heat or maybe cook it in the oven at a low temperature or maybe cook your meat without oil. And I'm not sure if that's, there's probably loads of recipes out there that you can use it, but even then the most optimal is to not have any meat at all and obviously that's not sustainable for some people but that is most optimal but for the for the actual oil we're talking about here the quite clearly olive oil seems to be the best oil to consume particularly when consumed raw and i want to emphasize this because it's harder to get the nutrition from olive oil when you've cooking it because of the oxidization. But if you're cooking at a low to medium heat, there should be no problem with your olive oil for most cooking methods, but you should just try and be careful and try and cook things with olive oil at lower temperature. I know this might take longer, but your heart health and your overall well-being will thank you for that in the long run. But from the research that I have looked at, I think I would suggest you to consume extra virgin olive oil raw where possible. So what I do is um, 
sometimes, I don't do this all the time to be fair, I to put, so say if I'm cooking vegetables in the oven or sweet potato chips in the oven or something like that, I'll put olive oil on after, after I've cooked it. And to be honest, olive oil tastes better raw. So you're really not missing out, just need to make sure that they don't get too dry in the oven, but you can add little bits of water and things like that in, in there as well. You can also add different spices and stuff like that. You can even use like a baking sheet if you want to, to stop it from sticking and things like that. But try to kind of try to do things a little bit more mindfully with your oil. So try not to let your oil smoke. So when you see your oil smoking, please turn down the heat as soon as possible because that's the oil oxidizing and causing the problems. Try to cook at lower temperatures, like I was saying, low to medium heat, depending on what you're doing, and use small amounts of oil, so try and just use less of it. Um, That means you'll be getting less free radicals, less issues if you are cooking at high heat. Um, Avoid fast food, avoid takeaways, avoid processed food that will use this oil and will use this oil over and over and over again to the point where it's so toxic for your body. It should just, shouldn't even be called food. And try maybe, you know, no oil is best for the for really high heat. So maybe if you're cooking meat, just low temperatures, or if you're cooking anything, just keep it at low temperatures. But the moral of the story is that olive oil or particular olive oil and a lesser extent coconut oil is quite, is very good to consume, particularly raw. But if you do want to cook your your oil, just try and be mindful about how much you're using and the temperature at which you're cooking it at. And this is this podcast is so interesting to me because I have wanted to look this up for ages because it's just fascinating and it's something I wasn't 100% sure on until I'd done the research. So please, please be a bit more mindful about the oil they're consuming and try to moderate your takeaway, your processed food consumption you know takeaways are particularly bad for it or for deep frying things and using oil over and over again and you I will tell you right now there won't be a single takeaway or fast food place that doesn't use toxic oil and doesn't use it over and over again I'll tell you that right now so you really want to be careful with that and or maybe when you go there try and make choices that are less oily maybe less deep fried but that's that being said there's also the point of if you are having a very healthy diet majority of the time with plenty of plenty of fruits and vegetables and whole grains you might be able to get away with having the odds takeaway because your body's capable of breaking down and stabilizing those free radicals and preventing any dna damage and that's the, that's your best bet so your best bet is kind of being more mindful but you don't necessarily have to cut out takeaways for the rest of your life and I don't want you to worry about food in that way but if you are doing that try and make healthier choices at takeaways or have it very rarely that your body's very capable of dealing with it maybe if you had a takeaway that day try and eat some more fruits and vegetables to try and combat that the free radical production that that may be occurring in your food so that is the information for this podcast, a research-dense, information-dense podcast. I really enjoyed this one. I really enjoyed researching this and telling you guys about it. Absolutely fascinating. I know that I'm going to be more mindful now as well because I was not fully educated on this either, but I did know I had a, a pretty good feeling that olive oil was up there. Um, olive oil is so good as well. I'd be so devastated if, if the research was like, no, you can't use olive oil. Oh my God. 
I'd be devastated. <laughs> but I hope you guys got some good information from this. I hope that you feel compelled to make some changes in your olive oil. I know that olive oil is more expensive, which is the only thing, but try and use a little bit less of it if you're going to do that. And maybe you might not spend too much money but it's again it's totally what you're capable of doing even if you don't make any changes knowledge is power education is power so I really hope you enjoyed this podcast please share and like it with everyone and anyone that you can it really really helps me out and it means so much to me when guys when you guys enjoy the podcast and please let me know if you've got any ideas if you have any things you want me to talk about if you have anything you want me to research about and get back to you guys on and make a podcast on please do get in touch with me. I love doing that. I love making content for you that you enjoy. So thank you guys very, very much. And I will speak to you all next week. Bye.